Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast. I am your only host, Stephen Fontana, because both of my handsomes are ill today. And instead of scrambling or begging or, or inconveniencing somebody last minute to get in here, which I only did for, to one person um, who, who just couldn't be here, uh, I'm just going to do this solo, like a radio show, you know? Like the old time, like radio show, like the old, like AM radio thing. But for those of you that are new here, this is the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast, the internet's number one gaming news podcast starring people you've never heard of, probably. The show posts each and every Tuesday for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice, including our home, Podbean. We're also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and all of that fun, fun, delicious stuff. And if you want to watch this live, go to twitch.tv slash dual screens streams. That's it. Twitch.tv slash dual screen streams. You know how you know how easy that is? I mean it's it's hard to remember because it's dual like fighting D-U-E-L, but I digress. Figure it out. And you can also follow me while you're there. Twitch.tv slash batch up. Oh, and by the way, this goes on uh, YouTube. Uh, probably tonight. Or, well, tomorrow. I'm going to edit it tonight because it's going to be a shorter show. So I'll have the time and I won't be exhausted. And Or I, I might have diarrhea, though, because I had regular milk before the show. Find out all about that on the pre-show, which you can support, which you can listen to every week by supporting us on Patreon, just like our Patreon producers, FNH Paul, Colton the Apprentice Nestler, and Vegas Girl on Fire. And you, too, can join them by going to patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon.com slash NDS podcast. Now, let's talk about some some shows, some, some news stuff. It's time now time for the adventures in gaming, 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 gaming. Taylor's been playing this game called Wolfson. It's probably pronounced Wolfson. I, I don't know. I, I think that's what it's called. Uh... He's been playing it on Steam while he's supposedly working. That that that's all. I, that's what I know. I just see that that's what he's playing while he's supposed supposed to be working. Uh, so that's him. Uh, Andy. Uh, Andy played something. Ah, uh, shit. What was it? He was playing something. He beat a game. Oh, the Odd World game. I believe he beat that. So congratulations to Andy for doing that. Um, you might be wondering why aren't I just doing full screen? Uh, because I don't have an overlay for that. That is branded. Um, Perger has also been playing, as you can see from the chat below me, if you're watching the video. Uh, who he, Perger's in the chat. He just had a really bad day. Um, he's playing MLB The Show uh, and Path of Exile. Path of Exile, we know he, it's one of his obsessions, which is fine. Um, and, we, you know, we, we know, we get it. Uh, it is one of his things. Uh, however, however... He, uh, the, the, the show. So I was watching a few people play the show. Um, uh, one of them being a friend of the show, Buzz Killington, um, who's awful at the game, by the way, just terrible. That was a motorcycle going by. That was not on your end. That was on my end. Just terrible. However, um, Perger, uh, has been playing it. And he says it's very good. I am still debating whether or not I want to get this game because I don't, I don't, I don't have the time to dive into it. Like when I play, when I used to play sports games a lot, 
I would play only the like only MLB. Like I would be obsessed. My buddy would come over. We would start a team, and we would just play MLB, 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 and then we'll drive it into the ground for like six hours. Um, us uh, not six hours, six weeks or so, like two months. Um, and then I'd stop playing it. So. It is on Game Pass. I could pick it up there. However, from what I've seen of the game on Game Pass, and I don't know if this is the, the true above all across all platforms, but it's kind of buggy. I've noticed a lot of people having some buggy bug issues, and I don't know if that's a port thing or or if it's just the state of the game. Um, I'll have to uh, wait till next week to hear that from uh, from uh, the people who have played the PlayStation version of the game. Um, but that's what I, I would buy the game. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it on the Game Pass. It just feels dirty playing MLB The Show on anything but a PlayStation. So, plus I want to see what they do with the DualSense. Again, that car with the the person that's driving that car has a tiny penis. So they remove the muffler from their car so that you know they have a tiny penis. It's very important to them. Very important to them. Um so I want to see what they do with the DualSense. So I think that's what I'll do. I will I will give it a give it a try. I'll give it a try on, on, you know, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Uh, my cub, uh, my Mets are losing to the Cubs here. This is not, not, not good. Um, according to Perger, uh, the game plays perfectly on PlayStation. So all those, uh, ugly bugs that you're seeing are exclusive to the Xbox series X, another exclusive nailed down by Microsoft. So congratulations, Microsoft on nailing another exclusive, uh, myself. What have I been playing? Uh, I've been playing a little bit more of Outriders, which I'm really enjoying. Um, I cranked up the difficulty. I know I'm still on baby-ass baby mode at World Tier 5, but I'm soloing World Tier 5, and I'm having a good time. And then I bumped down to like World Tier 2 or 3 to play with uh, some newbies that were getting in, some friends that were new to the game, or a friend that was new to the game, so helping her uh, do some early game stuff. While still getting some loot that I could, you know, break down for components and stuff. Uh, I really like the game. Um, I want to, I kind of want to get through the story. I, like, I, I really want to. But at the same time, every time I, I do something, I want to do all the side stuff. Now, one thing about Outriders that I wanted to, to mention is that the game reminds me a lot. And people are not going to, not going to um, agree with me on this, but... The way the world is laid out where there's like all these little checkpoints and like you go down a path and then there's like a door here, not not necessarily a door, but like a game door here to another section or one here to another section. It reminds me a lot of Diablo 3, but also Godfall um, in the sense that the side missions, the way they're structured, it's... Um, kind they you could they you kind of just go you you talk to somebody you could do a mission not have the mission go back and be like oh do this thing oh I, oh you already did it okay thanks you know kind of thing um so i think i think that's that's kind of how um what it feels like to me i i want to see them do some more i know it's not a game of service and it's not like one of those shared universe games but i want them to do more to make that universe seem more like a shared universe but not actually be a shared universe i want it to be more inundated with mmo style quest lines um something a little bit more than just figuring out or you know doing one a mission for one guy who's looking for his daughter you know or 
and, and then you you find the daughter there's a, a thing that happens and then you finish it and he's like okay thanks but like that was like an hour of my life um and it was fine it, you know it it had purpose but i want something that's going to be like 15 hours long of just like a chain of events that are happening as this side quest and i hope that that's what they're going to do with this game i hope they're going to flesh it out and just inundate it with all these awesome interesting quests um so far what's not interesting to me about the game is like the combat is fun but every combat scenario is nearly identical um it's just walk until you see a bunch of cover and then all the enemies will show up and then you fight the enemies which is fun and then there might be a bad, a, you know, a big boss guy, whatever, you'll fight him. Um, very rarely do you get anything out of that realm. Um, sometimes you'll have to defend, a, you know, a, an area where, which is standard shooter stuff. Um, I'm not sure what I want really from it, from the from the mission structure and how, how it's laid out. I think it's this way because the thing they wanted to get right was the shooting and everything else was kind of built around that that component the the shooting and the gameplay and the the web the uh, mod system and and all that stuff i love my character I, I'm, I'm messing around with some new abilities now um and it's and it's a lot of fun um really enjoying it a minute of apex we got our trailer for the newest character valkyrie and we also uh were it was a new weapon we're going to be getting a bow and arrow and uh which is apparent i think is going to be part of the sniper class because they say it's a highly powerful but you need to be really accurate with it like you need to like take your time and aim your shots so i'm pretty sure that's going to be a sniper class weapon which makes sense of course um it'll have its maybe its own ammo i, I don't or maybe it's a a uh, care package weapon and it has its own type of ammo um that would be that would be pretty cool if that if that was the case as well um and then all, we're we're getting uh, I said Valkyrie, uh, and then there's going to be changes to Olympus. Um, there's I forget what they call it. I don't remember if it's a plague or not a plague. It was like like a um, they wouldn't say that. It was like a like an overgrowth or or something like that, where it's being overtaken by some vegetation. So it's going to look a little bit different, um, which is cool. Um, I'm not sure Olympus needed a refresh, really. Um, like I was. It would be kind of cool if World's Edge came back and and had this different stuff going on, but whatever. I, I like to, I would like to have the three maps in rotation. I think I know two is is balanced really well because you're just bouncing back and forth. But it would be cool if you had a three map playlist where you could just bounce between all the maps, keep things fresh, keep your your brain moving instead of getting stuck in kind of trying to do a, a very similar strategy. Um. All right, let's move on here. Uh, indie news update. I got a couple of codes and for this game um, called Buildings Have Feelings 2. Um, and it looks adorable. I have not started it yet. The embargo is an, for another two days. A uh, friend of the show and, and resident helper of the show, uh, I, I, I fall short of calling... Uh, like a like giving a title to to anything because we haven't really nailed that down. But Miss Envy is actually going to be writing the review for that for us. But I'm also going to play it alongside because um, they sent us two codes. Uh, I was only supposed to get one. I got two, so I'm going to capture video of that um, for so we can do a video review, um, which should be really cool. 
Um, what else we got? Uh, yeah, so uh, Buildings Have Feelings too. It looks really adorable. Look it up if you haven't seen it. Um, it looks to be like a... Um, uh, like a sim game where you're kind of managing the personalities of these buildings and you're trying to build up your uh, a neighborhood by but also keeping their feelings in mind as you're building the community um all right let's get into the dual screens report we have four items that i'm going to go over um again it's only me so it is what it is you're not going to get debate here i'm just going to give you my opinion and we'll move on we'll keep it short all right um amazon canceled their Lord of the Rings MMO, which I forgot was even a thing. Um, full disclosure, I didn't, I completely forgot Amazon, A, was making games at all, um, but B, that they were making a Lord of the Rings MMO, which is, shows you, kind of tells you everything you need to know about the, the Amazon Lord of the Rings MMO. Um, but let's talk about it real quick. This comes from IGN.com, so give them a click if you'd like to. Uh, the author is Adam Bankhurst. Uh, as reported by Bloomberg, the game was in development by Amazon's uh, Game Studios alongside China-based... Well, there... <laughs> There it is. China-based uh, Leiu Technologies Holdings Limited, which is purchased by Tencent Holdings. There it is. Tencent... If, if China is mentioned in making video games, you it's pretty... You could be confident that... Tencent has something to do with it. Uh, the contract negotiations between Amazon and Tencent were said to have caused a dispute that eventually led to the game's cancellation. So, again, you could blame Tencent for for that. And that's it. I, I mean, that's that's all you can, can really say about this story. Um, it, it, was a, it was an open-world MMO. Uh, IGN actually did a hands-on with it. Um, so I, I might, maybe I'll check that out, that video out just to see what it is. I'm, I'm confident that one of the two parties is going to end up with the rights to finish the game. Um, whether it's Tencent making it a, a cheap mobile, uh, you know, gotcha game and doing whatever they need to do. This is a really interesting story here. Um, this next one, uh, this comes from Bloomberg, but this was Bloomberg, Japan. Uh, multiple potential buyers interested in Square Enix. Um, I want to I, I want to reread that high that that headline really quickly, just so you understand what I'm about to talk about. Multiple potential buyers interested in Square Enix. Okay. Okay. This, we're just saying that out there. So this uh, this this news was about four days ago. Um, several potential buyers have shown interest in Square Enix. Uh, two bankers uh, familiar with the matter have said it's not clear if the focus is on the gaming sector or the company as a whole. According to Bloomberg, Bloomberg data, Square Enix's digital entertainment business accounted for 72% of total sales in the fiscal year ending in March 2020. Um, that I mean, that's really the whole story. So it's just a report that multiple... Uh, there are potential buyers looking to buy... But that doesn't mean that Square Enix was willing, was looking to sell. Um, this happens a lot in the business world. Um, you'll see, for example, even the firm that I work for uh, was approached um, several times over the years uh, by other firms that are much larger saying, hey, 
can we work together? You know, maybe we could do a potential buyout and stuff like that. Um, but this didn't even get to that point. Like they, like Square Enix, according to all these reports, they were never approached about this. It was just general interest from firms that were, are most likely larger or maybe looking to diversify or looking to expand their portfolio, uh, as it were, like a Microsoft acquiring, um, ZeniMax. So that it could be all that. And, and usually those things happen, um, especially at the end of a quarter. So we're right at the, we just finished, uh, the financial calendar, um, for them, which was obvious, you know, I said that in the, in the report, but, um, a lot of those rumors will come out at that point because you're looking, you're starting a new financial calendar, um, which you need to get people, uh, talking and, and, rustling and business you're going to hear all sorts of crazy rumors not just in this industry but everything just look at like uh cryptocurrencies right now through the everything's going bananas in q1 of 2021 everything's just going weird right now in haywire and that's expected at the at the beginning of the financial calendar um what wasn't expected at the beginning of the financial calendar however is that mother 3 is getting an updated english patch on its 15th anniversary weird story happening here Weird story happening. The folks behind the wonderful English translation of Mother 3 are still working on on the project over a decade later. Earlier today, which also happens to be the 15th anniversary of uh, Nintendo's Master... Oh, by the way, this is coming from Kotaku. Ian Walker wrote this. Uh, This update is courtesy of Italian translator and hacker Lorenzo... Uh, has reportedly been in the works for three years and it's said to touch up a few leftover bugs, both with the translation and Mother 3 itself. The extensive patch notes uh, also mentioned several adjustments that should reduce the load on the Game Boy Advance and make for a smoother gameplay, uh, excuse me, gameplay experience overall. Um, Which is interesting because wasn't there like a weird Reggie meme about him playing mother three or something like that. I don't know. Something was going on, but happy birthday, mother three. Um, and that is the only way I understand it, that you can actually play, uh, mother three, um, was, but, or translated mother three. Um, the last bit of news here is, uh, coming from, Coming from Scoop World, never heard of them, but here it is. Number of PlayStation Plus subscribers increased by 22% year over year to 47.4 million. PlayStation Plus subscribers is now at 47.4 million subscribers in 2020. Uh, PS Plus added 10 million subscribers in 2020, uh, is now 47.47. Um, let's see. The PlayStation Network is Sony's free digital. Yeah, 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 yada, yada. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I think, well, actually I know that I'm, some of that might have to do with the PlayStation 5 coming out and people getting back into the ecosystem for the first time. Um, I, I do know people that did not have a PS4 that just got a PS5 and which is fine because they got the PS Plus collection. They got all these games to go back to playing, um, but they got a PS Plus for the first time um, or made a new account, for example. Um, and so they, you know, reignited their, their, you know, PS Plus, but under a different account. So it'll be a completely different subscriber. But they're saying that they still have current subscribers 
<clears throat> at uh, at this number, uh, what was it, 40, 47.4 uh, in 2020. So it actually says 47.7 million subscribers. Um, so, I mean, that's a huge number. Um, say all you want about, you know, Game Pass and like all that stuff. Um, obviously, PlayStation Plus is one of those things that you need in order to play online. Um, but it does come with a bevy of of for lack of a better term, pluses, um, for people to, you know, enjoy. Um, but you know, that's, that's great for PlayStation. Uh, The thing that worries me about this is that when you're that successful, you rest on your laurels and PlayStation's known to rest on their laurels when they're successful. And I really hope that they don't. I hope that they understand that PS plus is still flawed and PS now is still flawed and the things that are flawed about them are each are are the are the uh what's lacking of each other so playstation now needs the marketing to for people to understand what it is because playstation now is a fantastic we've spoken about it on the show before it's got over 700 games um everything except for ps3 games can be downloaded natively onto your console um all of that stuff so like huge stuff that that you get but nobody knows about it and nobody wants nobody uses it because nobody understands that it's not just streaming games it's not just uh you know janky shit that, that you're doing remote like remote play it's not janky i mean it can be janky if you have terrible internet um and that's only if, of course if you're streaming the games but um for the most part it's, it's pretty good um so if it had playstation plus's oomph behind it it would be way more successful and on the flip side playstation plus would be more successful if it had more frequent offerings or a larger catalog being offered every month like PlayStation now does. Um, so I'd really like to see the two of them just come together. And, uh, but why would Sony do that? Cause their numbers for, for PlayStation now are actually not terrible. I think, I don't remember what it was last time. I think it was over 10 million. So like, that's, that's nothing to scoff at. Um, so who knows? Maybe maybe they're content with that number, but I hope they're not. I hope they're willing to do something to just give more to the consumer. I don't need, like talking, getting out of your head about Game Pass and like having to compete with Microsoft. Clearly, they don't have to. They don't see themselves as having to compete. They have their own successes. They're, they've been they've been outselling every all the competition since the PlayStation Five came out. Even with the shortages, they're not worried about that, and I'm I'm not worried about that. But public perception and value to the gamers is going to matter eventually. And if they make these moves now, you're going to see uh, it's only going to be better for every consumer, right? Um, so I just really hope that they are able to get behind that because as PlayStation goes on through this generation and th- and those games start coming out, um, it's going to not not just their games. I mean, as you see the Microsoft first party uh catalog that they that they've acquired over the last two years you're gonna see the numbers be four to one as far as like new titles coming out in a quarter and that's not gonna look good for playstation so if they have a little bit more goodwill for their for their people or also of course tell us what you're working on because we know they're working on on a bunch of other stuff we just haven't seen anything um but if they have that ps plus ps now smash it together a huge catalog that's well over it's cl- like that would be closer to 800 games than than 700 games at that point because of the PS Plus collection and all the uh, other offerings that you get for PS Plus. Um, 
especially if you're a legacy subscriber, if you've been subscribed to uh, PS Plus for years and you've just been collecting those free games, you, I mean, it's ridiculous. You have so many. Um, but I digress. Final news story, and I don't have anything in front of me, but I forgot to put this in here and I know I wanted to. There was the whole big rigmarole about them shutting down the PSP, PS Vita, and PS3 shops, um, which, number one, was not the case. They weren't shutting down the storefronts. They were shutting down you able or a developer able to post on the store updates for their game. So like you wouldn't be able to do in-game purchases um, because that infrastructure would have been taken down. However, we complained and Sony listened. They are no longer shutting down the Vita and PS3 stores. The PSP store, which is used by like eight people in the universe and they're, and I mean, I'm sorry, if you haven't hacked your PSP by now, I don't know what you're doing. Um, but they're keeping them intact. They've listened. Um, and they did not, they claim that they did not understand uh, how much it meant to other people. Um, so, I mean, it's good news. Either way you look at it, it's good news um, on two fronts. Uh, let, let's just dissect it on two fronts. The first one being the obvious. It, this looks good for them because they're listening, right? Um, if, if you have a problem and, and, and the, you know, we always could say that like the vocal minority shouldn't be making changes, but if it's a harmless change, that's really a cost. It's a, it's, I'm sure this isn't a cost prohibitive move for, for Sony, right? Like it's not going to cost them a million gajillion dollars. They're not going to need a ton of bandwidth to run their PS3 and, and their Vita shops. Their, their servers don't need to be gigantic. They just need to be operational. Um, so whatever, you know, leave the developers are still the ones that need to support the games. Um, uh, on the other side, this is going to help them with their perceived backwards compatibility um, and consumer friendly image that they've been having, like that they don't care about their legacy um, because that's, that's like the first angry pound your chest oh sony doesn't care about their legacy um sony rests on their legacy i feel like the only company that 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 milks the legacy's teat more than sony is nintendo and like nintendo tells you you can only have a game for like three months so it, it can't no matter what sony does they can't ever be as bad as nintendo when it comes to that shit um would i like to see them take care of their legacies a little bit more yes absolutely um, who wouldn't, right? I understand that there are some technical limitations to that, but I think that the PlayStation 5 has enough horsepower. Um, it has enough going on for it that we could figure out, and I'm sure they, they have um, in some way, uh, but again, it's a cost-risk uh, you know, base analysis. Um, they just haven't done it, you know? Um, also, a couple of things here. The, I'm not going to have much of an opinion on this because there's really nothing really to say. But two uh, big directors in on, in Blizzard's realm, um, Jeff Kaplan has left. He was a, the Overwatch director, uh, left today. Um, but not only that, <clears throat> excuse me, but also the Hearthstone des- a Hearthstone designer, uh, Dave Kosek, has left as well. So you're, those are a couple of big ones. Um, I have a feeling this is just senior people getting turned over saying, all right, I've done enough. I'm going to move on to something else. Uh, let the guys that I've, that I've been working with or guys and girls that I've been working with for like 10 years, let them 
crawl up and let them get into these positions. Um, that, that does happen a lot, um, especially in gaming. Um, you don't see it that much in, in film and television, but you, in gaming, you definitely see stuff like this happen a lot. Um, I'm sure they're going to f- start their own thing, probably work on their own passion projects or something like that. Um, or they're just going to get out of gaming because it's, they're not, they're not no spring chickens. They're, they've been around a while. You understand? If you look at their pictures, they've been around a while. Okay. Do you understand? Okay. Uh, that's it for the news. Uh, other things that have been going on. I would love to get impressions uh, of the, I, I don't want to play any of the Resident Evil 8 demos. I just want to play the game. So there's a new demo out. Apparently there's going to be a new demo every week until the game's released or something like that. I am media blackout. I, I saw nine foot six sexy vampire lady and I'm like, okay, I'm in. And that's all I needed to know. Also, I want, I want somebody to do a, I want to do an Andy explains it all of the Resident Evil stories because, uh, I tried to explain how these games are connected to the OG Resident Evils and, uh, it's uh it's not easy it's not easy um all right so we're gonna kick it to chat chat if you have any questions comments or concerns let me know but first we're gonna go to our facebook question of the week and it is ninja turtles related okay i want to know that with tmnt shredder's revenge looking fantastic and it does let's talk about the turtles okay who is your favorite Ninja Turtle and why? I'm going to give you my answer first. Okay. I'm going to. Mine is Raphael. And here's why. I know that it's it's cool to like the angry, angsty guy. Um, But when I was younger, I was very much a emotionally charged human. Um, I didn't, I was always put in a position to be a leader. Uh, my friends would always like call me to like gather people and to like play sports together or whatever games. Like I was kind of like the ringleader with that, but I wasn't the person to do it tactfully and with, and with, with, uh, you know, a level head or or like really have a plan. It was haphazardly thrown together nine times out of 10. It was just that I was the loudest. I was the most boisterous. I had, I was the most, you know, I had the most vigor. So I was able to like snap things together very haphazardly, but I was also a hothead. Um, and I didn't like being challenged. And if somebody challenged me, things usually got physical. Um, so I, I, I identify with Raphael's position of being, of like, being relied upon in such a heavy way, which he is, but also not really having the tools to be the person that's relied on. That's Leonardo. Um, so with that being said, let's get into the, the to the uh, comments here from Facebook. Jimmy, uh, which you could join. You could join this Facebook group. It's really easy. Facebook.com slash groups slash DS podcasts. Uh, Jimmy says, uh, I'll be the first to jump on the Raph bandwagon. He's always been my favorite. When I was a kid, it was as simple as choosing the color red and thinking his weapons were neat. Now I actually like his role in the group as the hothead. Uh, Chris says, Leonardo, blue headband and has swords. Easy. 
Uh, Curtis says, toss between Mikey and Donatello because I love pizza and tech stuff. But when I was a kid, I dressed up as Mikey and had a Mikey stocking. So I'll go with Mikey. Numchucks are cool too. And he spells it with an M. Numchucks. Uh, Joe, who's a big TMNT nerd. Uh, you might see him in here. Uh, his, his username in, in Twitch is actually TMNT something or other. Uh, I love them all. The 80s cartoon and David Wise did a great job of individualizing all the turtles and giving them their personalities we know and love today. When I was a kid, I loved Raph. Red's my favorite color, and he was had a badass weapon. As an uh, as adult, I gravitate more towards Donnie, as he is more scientific and intellectual, has more scientific and intellectual characteristics. Um, I can't wait to own this game on everything imaginable. Me too. Uh, Lee says Donatello because smart and because machines. Donatello does machines. We all know it. Uh, Matt Murray, Missed Enough, says, I've always been a Donatello guy too. Uh, tech whiz and use my favorite weapon, one I used to train with myself, the bow staff. Also the easiest weapon to train with because everyone has a broomstick. Mikey Kirsch says, Mikey, shares my name, loves pizza, is a goofball. Got it. Uh, Anthony Paul says, Venus goes without saying. As you know, Venus was from the uh, Turtles Saban TV show. Uh, Venus de Milo, the light blue colored female turtle with turtle boobs. In case you need a nightmare tonight, you could Google that right now. Peter Farmer Pete says, got to go with Michelangelo, Michelangelo for his comedic value, love of pizza and the nunchucks. Now, here's the thing. He wasn't the only funny one. He was just the inappropriately funny one not inappropriate like he he said inappropriate jokes it was just inappropriate timing he was funny when you weren't supposed to be funny but they all had their funny moments and of course vegas girl on fire says donatello purple smarty pants chill guy like me not not at all false not false at all uh also vegas says in the chat turtle boobs is turtle power not again no lies detected. Uh, Buzz Killington, I was a Mikey guy myself. Uh, let's scroll up a little bit. Uh, uh, Sony is rude. Not Okay. Uh, Miss Envy says, Buzz loves my passion project. Uh, I'm, I'm confused about that, but I'm not going to. Uh, Buzz also submitted a story, so let's take a look at this. Sony Deal is apparently keeping Resident Evil Village from being on ga Xbox Game Pass. Supposedly leaked documents seem to show a deal between Sony and Capcom that keeps Resident Evil Village off the Xbox Game Pass service. Um, do we have the thing? Let me see if we have the actual... Nope, we don't. Hold on. Uh, fans should take this information with a massive grain of salt. Uh, this came from Game Rant, by the way. Uh, with a massive game, uh, sorry, I lost my place. Uh, massive grain of salt, but it wouldn't be hard to believe. Both, Mi but both Microsoft and Sony have signed limited time exclusivity deals. Some with recent examples being the Bethesda games, Ghostwire Tokyo, and Deathloop on PS5. Both of these games are going to be exclusive to PlayStation 5 for a certain amount of time. And once that window of exclusivity is up, they will have the potential to be ported to other systems as well. They will already be ported to other systems. They just will wait to be released. Um, there have been rumors that Sony has an answer to Xbox Game Pass, but if so, it has yet to play its hand. I don't think they do. 
Um, while Microsoft's main strategy this generation seems to be bolstering Xbox Game Pass and getting as many subscribers as possible, Sony seems to be sticking to its guns, focusing on big-budget, critically acclaimed exclusive games instead. Um, and, uh, and while Sony is producing plenty of its own first-party content for PlayStation, it also penned a variety of deals with third parties to pad its exclusivity lineup. Of course, uh, one of those is Resident Evil, I mean, uh, Final Fantasy 16, um, which... They, they never said it was timed exclusive. Like, nowhere did it say it explicitly. People can guess that it is. Um, and it, the original trailer said also on PC, and then Sony told them to remove that. So we don't know if they told them to remove that because it was a mistake or because they weren't supposed to say that or whatever. Um, but I, I'm, I'm sure Final Fantasy is going to come to other, other stuff eventually. Um, and there you go. That's that. Um that's that's just the you know that's if if i if i ran if i was throwing a bunch of money at something to have that exclusivity deal i would absolutely not want that to be free on other platforms look how look how this whole mlb the show thing is going it's weird it's just weird you're you you create a you can't you can't force yourself to do things differently to change your business model because the competition had changed their business model. The competition changed their business model because their, their old business model was failing. Sony's current business model is not failing yet. Um, it could absolutely, but it's not. And they're still selling systems like hotcakes. Um, when, when they come out, they get sold. That's it. It's done. However, I still think they can bridge the gap a little bit like I mentioned earlier in the show with PS plus and PS now, now if they could make that deal a little sweeter, give the, give their consumers a little bit more bang for their buck. They can absolutely bridge the gap a little bit. Say, Hey, we still have our, our tent pole games. Yes. They're full price, but we also have this offering where our legacy lives and the entire legacy lives. Every PlayStation exclusive ever made PS four and backwards is here or something like that. I don't know. I digress. Who knows the answers? Not me. Uh, let's see what else we got. Let's scroll down a little bit. Uh, sports games. Yes. Uh, that's, that's, that's really it. Um, Vegas wants to come up with the Facebook question of the week. Um, and Vegas wants our own bathroom and our own dressing room. Probably. I'm just guessing on that last one. Uh, that's going to do it. That's going to bring us to the end of the show. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, we are at dual underscore screens. I am at Batchild27. Andy is at Pantsguy and Taylor is at It's Perger. You can follow our Twitch, twitch.tv slash dual screen streams. My Twitch, twitch.tv slash Batchild. Perger's Twitch or Taylor's Twitch, twitch.tv slash It's Perger. Don't follow anyone else. Just us. That's it. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel, please. Please go to our YouTube channel. I want to hit a thousand subs. Just go go over there. Just do it. YouTube.com slash dual screens TV. It's not hard. It's not hard. We got so much stuff going on. You know? I'm about to put up uh, this Friday's show up on Patreon early access. If I didn't already. I don't think I did yet. I might have. Did I? Did I put that up yet? I don't think I did. Hopefully my 
my co-hosts don't have a fever tomorrow or the rest of the week. And they could record some of that Patreon bonus stuff because I really need to get that done. Anyway, patreon.com slash NDS podcast if you want any of that Patreon bonus content. And that's it. That's going to do it for me. That's going to do it for us. That's going to do it for you, listeners. Thank you for everyone for coming out tonight on this solo adventure. I, I, I think I nailed that like a split hog. You know, I think I, I took this, this show and I, and I handled it like the baby bird that it was. And of course it's going to be short. It's only me, but it's only 20 minutes short. 20 minutes is not a lot. Like that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You know, leave a five star review of this show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for, for, for watching. Thank you so much for being you. The world is scary. There's a lot of crazy things going on out there. There's a lot of things you have to worry about each and every day, your personal life, what others can do to ruin your day. You, you, you could die at any moment because anything could happen, right? Like these are the things that go through your head. Don't. Don't. Life is wonderful. Take it. Love it. Nurture it. And visit streamersforlemurs.com and help us raise money for lemurs. Because life is too short for those lemurs to be dumb and hurt. Okay? And for once, for, 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 if you never, if you never listen to what I say ever again, please listen to the thing that I say at the end of every episode. It's not hard. It doesn't matter if a person's wearing red or blue. It doesn't matter if they're brown, white, pink, or purple. It doesn't matter if they're male, female, or anything in between. It doesn't matter who they love or who they want to marry or who their children are or who their children want to play sports with or it, it, or what, eight, what generation they're from, it doesn't matter. You have the ability to be excellent to each other. So do it. Unless somebody is stamping on your neck, you have every right and you have every expectation to be excellent to somebody. So today, whenever you're listening to this, go out and make somebody's day better. Be excellent to each other.